Welcome to A House in the Air, a podcast of testimonies from people living in unconventional homes. Their stories wave together the hopes and struggles to find financial stability and freedom in the land of the American dream. I'm your host, Paola Escobar. In our first episode, I share part of my story. But from now on, it will be about other people's stories. Normally, we would share the first name of our visitors and sometimes not even that, while some individuals prefer to keep their permanent RV living private. Our first visitor is David, my neighbor. For how long have you lived in your RV? So I've been here since November of 2018. So three, three years, three months, three years, four months. Do you like living in your RV? Sometimes. When? So I... I Let me rephrase that. Most of the time I like living in it. There are times that I miss having a house or an apartment or traditional housing. But the reality is, is this is really all I need. Right. <laughs> like I get 90% of what I need here. I don't need more. Um, what makes me not want to leave is that I've made friends here which I wouldn't have in an apartment or a house. Explain that. So my neighbors are close by. Being in a smaller space, I'm you're kind of not required to go outside, but you do more outside because the space inside is small. So I ended up meeting my neighbors next door. They ended up meeting other people. I've gotten neighbors through this kind of group. Um, and during the pandemic in 2020, I spent much time with my neighbors. Like I'd come home from work, go to the neighbor's yard, hang out. They're literally 14 feet outside my door. And I know because I've counted. Because um, <laughs> when we were working out with them, I wanted to know what was my excuse for not going. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't have had that in an apartment. I would have just gone inside because I had plenty of space. I would have just sat in my chair or beanbag chair or whatever furniture I didn't have, watched something on my phone because I probably wouldn't have had a TV and just vegged until I went to bed and then did it all again. And here I had people that were excited to see me and that I was excited to see them and I got to be a part of their lives. And that wouldn't have happened in an apartment. Nice. And what is that? 10% that you or, or 10% of the time when you don't like don't enjoy living here I miss well when I was working from home I missed having a little more space to have an actual office the air conditioner is super loud so when I was working during the summer I ended up buying noise canceling headphones that really worked but it's you have to make more adjustments than you would in a house um You know, I am worried about when I date, what people might say, you know, if I were to bring them back to here, you know, so there's still, I still worry about public perception mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about um, how was the process of making the decision of buying your RV and why did you end up living in an RV? So uh, I got divorced 
about four and a half years ago, separated, divorced four and a half years ago. Uh, I got an apartment for a year in Valencia and I could afford it, but it didn't leave me a lot of extra. So as the lease was coming up, I was thinking I was going to move back down with my dad in Los Feliz, which I didn't really want to do, but I was like, okay, where do you go? You know, rent's 2000 a month. And so my assistant at the time said, why don't you look at getting an RV? And I said, well, because I'm better than that because of the social stigma. And then another person at work, her sister had gotten an RV and she showed me and it was the kind that had, instead of my daughter's room, it had a rear living room and it had the easy chairs and the TV and the fireplace and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I may need to rethink this. This is different than what I think it would be. So I went to go shop and learn about RVs. I learned about fifth wheels and travel trailers and the motorhomes and everything else. And I looked around the area about parks and where I could park it and stuff like that. And I, I seemed like it'd be a really viable alternative. I also talked to my therapist about it because I was concerned, stigma-wise. Of, and she's like, well, if you don't like it, you can always leave. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I hadn't thought about that. I thought I would have to be doing this for my life. Um, so I picked out three that I really liked. And then I had my daughter come and pick the one that she really wanted so that she had a room that she was happy with. And she ended up picking this one, which is the one I liked the most. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy about that. But I wanted her to have some say mm-hmm. in this. And... um you know, then I've been here in the the first year or so. I didn't really know many people. I wasn't getting out as much. Uh, my daughter had made some friends with the people who were here before Shep and Lauren were here. And the kids would play and stuff like that. And then they left. And then Shep and Lauren moved in. And I kind of built up this little community with you and Diana and Karen. And, you know, and it kind of felt really part of a group, like, you know, it, it, I wasn't just a creepy older guy living in a trailer who didn't have a kid. <laughs> um, so it was really nice for me. Um, but if my assistant hadn't mentioned it, and I think the big part was me realizing that I was wrong about my preconceptions of what this would be. I thought I'd have to start getting tattoos and doing meth and losing some teeth and it really isn't i mean the people here have been i haven't met anyone that i hate i've met some people i dislike but i haven't met anyone i hate everyone here has been generally pretty friendly nice it's you know i it's a decent community and i wouldn't have found it without doing this right 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 would you transition to uh, traditional housing, like a normal traditional situation? I think it would depend on what my needs were at the time. Um, this affords me the opportunity. And again, before the pandemic, my daughter and I had travel plans. We were going to go to Shanghai and Hong Kong one year. We were going to go on a cruise to Alaska. This lifestyle allows me to do those things in comfort. Mm-hmm. Not first class all the way, but also I don't have to, you know, I can be comfortable. I, I can, I don't have to watch my pennies when I take these kinds of trips. So 
unless I found housing that met whatever other need, I, I don't foresee myself doing that right at this point. But again, I didn't foresee myself doing this, so I don't know what, like, I don't have any future right. plans. But if I were to meet someone, whatever, whatever situations I may hold, I'm not so married to this that I have to do it. But it would have to fit in with whatever my bigger goals are financially and other stuff, knowing that I have to make choices. Right. But you have always been in an RV park so far. Like, yes. there's no other kind of type of setting. No. Um, do you have any other option for parking? Or do you know other places where you would go or if you couldn't be here? I, I don't at this point. I mean, to me, it'd be one of the three parks in the area either here, Travel Village, or the one in Acton. I guess I could go on Craigslist and find somebody who had, you know, some space to rent the space for them. I, I like this because it kind of gives, you know, this or one of the parks because it, it has a pool. It has It's kind of like apartment living with some of the things that I wouldn't be able to afford otherwise. Right. Um, you know, and it's relatively inexpensive. Right. Utilities are included. Mm -hmm. I have basic cable TV included. Like, it's $1,000 a month. That's unheard of in L.A. Right. Definitely, there are some advantages of living in an RV park, as you mentioned. But what would be some of the disadvantages, if you find some? Or so, what? for me, I, I'm more concerned with the weather. Like, when it's hot, it's hard to keep it cool when it's cold I have to manage it more than I would in a house where you just set a thermostat and the house takes care of it there's very little insulation it doesn't freeze it doesn't boil but you have to manage it more um, there's limited space and I mean, as you can see there's clutter you know I'm not always the cleanest person so you notice it a lot quicker because there's just less places for things to go and dusting is you know one of my weaknesses so if you look at the cable top box it's a lot of dust <laughs> well but that is like living in in an rv but what about living in an rv park what are the challenges of living in an rv park so obviously you have neighbors you have management you know you're at the whim of all of those things and i've had my own problems with management I, you know, I haven't really had any big problems with neighbors. Um, but I think just like any place else, there's the good and the bad of right. wherever you live. Mm -hmm. What would be the ideal place for parking your RV? You know, I hadn't ever thought about that. Mm -hmm. um, my big plus for this place is that I'm literally right near the freeway. Mm -hmm. And I'm not far from a city. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. I'm not one to be out in the middle of nowhere. Not one that wants to be 15 minutes from a 7-Eleven. Like, the, this is right now a fairly ideal mm -hmm. location for me. Um, you know, and I'd have to kind of see where else, as my life goes on, I don't know where I would want to live. And I think that would be a big part of, mm -hmm. of it. But for now, this works, and so I haven't really thought, oh, I want to be here with my RV or something else right, like right. that. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that was, that was all. But not really, because David and I kept talking.
stream and put us all in. Well, I think it's like a lot of people don't know that this is actually an option. Like, and there aren't a lot of parks. This isn't a huge, you don't have anything in the middle of LA really like this. Most people don't have experience with this. I had no experience with this. And even look at, what's her name? The one who moved out because mm -hmm. she didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Like, and I get that. I totally get that. Because mm -hmm. that could have been me, mm -hmm. except that I'm Jewish and cheap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I had the money, I don't know that I would have looked at this as an option. Right. But because of how much I had and giving my ex. And now with this job, I probably could had I had this job first. And, but I, I wouldn't have ever known this was an option until someone told me. Right. Like, I just didn't even think this was a viable can you repeat what you just said a minute ago about, like, that, yeah. that you thought maybe before knowing this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Say it again. Oh, you're... Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I honestly, I thought about living in my car before going back to live with my dad. I did not want to go back and live with my dad in a room. Right, right, Like, right, right. that just wasn't where I wanted to be in my life. Definitely. You know, and people don't know that this is an option i didn't know this was a real option mm -hmm. until someone told me mm -hmm. and i had to get rid of some of my prejudices about it right because the only people i ever saw living in rvs were when they had a tornado in arkansas and they bring out the stupidest person yeah. to talk about it <laughs> you know that's my experience right. so um you know, and, and look, I know of someone who came here, didn't like it, and went to an apartment. I get that, because that could have been me also. But it's, 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 it needs to be brought up more, and they need to make parks like this available, because you can fit a hundred plus people in a space that an apartment would take more. Right, right. Yeah, when people are thinking about how can we do deal with the housing crisis, I'm like, hello. <laughs> it's like, excuse me. There was a parking lot down in LA by Griffith Park. So there's a hamburger place that I would go to down there at Fletcher and Riverside. And then at some point they had this parking lot filled with different RVs, mostly travel trailers and stuff. There were probably 40 of them in there. You got to think that's 40 homes on a parking lot. Right. Like yep, yep, that, yep. you know, where would those Easy. people be yeah. otherwise? And it's really just, you know, even if you don't bring in, you know, a, a city hookup for water, you have someone come in for pumping services and you fill their fresh water mm -hmm. every day or two. Mm -hmm. Like, and then some way for electricity and, and mine's even rigged for solar. I would just need panels to plug them in. Like, you can run these things pretty cheaply. Right, 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 right. So, but imagine cramming 40 families into a space easily. Right, right, right. Like, that's just reasonable. Well, that also that how much room does someone really need? Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't begrudge anyone. It's the same thing. How many kids do you need? How many this, how many that? There's options, but it's like, okay, do I really... 10% of the time, I'd love more room than this. That's it. Right. And water pressure. 
When I went to the hotel, I was like, oh, water pressure. I love you. <laughs> you know, but other than that, really, and there's probably solutions for that in the shower right, right. that I just need to research and find. Yeah. But really, and I can go there and shower. Right. You know what I mean? I don't have to shower here. Yeah, I shower there. Right. Meaning in the public bathrooms in the RV park. But, so there are solutions. Mm -hmm. So this is really not terrible. And and look, this is a big, I have a big trailer, mm -hmm. relatively speaking. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that if I didn't have Jess, I'd want one like theirs with the back living room and right. that kind of nice, mm -hmm. you know. But even so, for me, I have all this room. Mm -hmm. And I don't really use Jess's room that much when she's not here. Occasionally I'll put something in it to get it out of the way or mm -hmm. something. But generally, her room's her room. Right. And she's got a decent sized room for, right. you know, being a kid right. and living in this situation. It's, yes. You know, you know, and compared to like what your situation was, mm -hmm. she's doing fine. Right. right. You know, you had three people in there mm -hmm. and Diana and them were five people crammed into that wow. little yeah. trailer. So, you know, obviously it can be done with different situations. Right. Right. All of them work. Yep. But for me... You know, Jess, I'm very lucky. Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky I was able to afford this. I'm very lucky of my situation. But obviously, you know, Diana and David have done it. You've done it with your kids. There's other people here have all done it with their kids. Right. Like, it works. It works. It definitely does. So. And at this point, it looked like it was the end. But no, we continue talking outside. Okay, so the only thing I would have preferred more would be a tiny house. Like, just, you know, the bit, a little bit better building construction, a little more, you know, house-like, but smaller. Aesthetically pleasing. Yes, a little more aesthetically pleasing. The only downside is that they're usually not as long, and so I'd have, like, two lofts. Mm -hmm. And would be concerned with privacy right. in that situation. But right. I'm sure... I'm sure that's a solvable problem, too. Right, right, right. right. So, yeah. yeah. And this time, yes, we have reached the end of our episode. I hope you enjoy. And see you soon in our next episode of A House in the Air.